HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Uptown Beer Society, a craft beer gang dedicated to making memorable collaborations with New York City brands and breweries owned by people of color. Learn more on Instagram at Uptown Beer Society. Welcome to Life is a Banquet. It's a podcast. It's about the highs, and it's also about the lows of everything. Edible, spreadable, and pourable. With your hosts, me, Eva Clinevel. <laughs> Eva Clinevel? Yeah, I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> I'm, I'm evil, and I'm from Cleveland. Uh, who are you? Oh, I'm Nicole <laughs> Bailey. I'm from Indiana. The oh, city. <laughs> the city of Indiana. What's going on, my friend? Oh, nothing. I'm just playing with my sister's dog who loves to, I like to make her chase me around the apartment. It's pretty fun. Oh my God. That dog is very cute. She's the cutest dog. Bernie. Bernie the dog. Not named after Bernie Sanders. No. Is that correct? (laughs) Not named after. Okay. Old man Sanders, (laughs) the waffler. Is it (laughs) the waffler, the cuck? Oh, poor, poor cuck. (laughs) He is more waffly than a waffle iron. Um, sure is. No, we. I. Lo- I love Bernie. I feel bad for him. He's in a bad position, but that's fine. Nothing matters anymore. Who cares? He has <laughs> two dead. houses. He's fine. That's right. We don't need to feel bad for him. Where's his other house? Are they both in uh, Vermont? I don't know, man. One's a cabin. I wonder. <laughs> remember, remember when this is a big deal? Uh, no, I don't remember. They uh, make I make like, a big though, deal about how he's so rich because he has two houses. And he's like, yeah, I have a, a small-ass cabin somewhere. Right. He's like, the cabin doesn't even have a toilet, and I built it myself. Yeah. Get over it. It's made out of newspapers. I wonder. It sucks when it rains. <laughs> it's, it's made out of old communist newspapers. <laughs> Vintage commie newspapers. Um, I wonder if Bernie Sanders likes Ben and Jerry's. We should ask him. I mean, you know, Ben and Jerry's is a problematic fave. I know you don't like it because of all the chunks. No, no, maybe I you mean, tell they're all. not. They they had like that great Black Lives Matter post that everyone's like, oh look, yay! But they oh, are not. Loved it. They're not necessarily the good guys. Black. Oh, okay. <laughs> so neither of them is black. Just so you know, <laughs> two old whites. Yeah. Just also, dealing ben with heart and disease. Jerry don't even own it anymore. They sold that shit. Uh huh. I think it's owned by Unilever, if I remember. Breton, I believe, did a story of Ben and Jerry's in our ice cream episode. Yeah, so they, you know, they worship Satan just like everybody else. 
But you know what? Worshipping Satan is chill. I know, but it's, it's just like a fun thing to say. So That's I, true. It no is No harm actually meant to actual people who worship Satan who are the chillest people. Yeah, Satanist listeners out there, we love you. And we're with you. And I'm thinking about joining your, your brood. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Let's get into Satanism. Maybe our next episode can be about Satanism. Well, if you <gasps> are a Satanist, you can now get an abortion anytime, anywhere. So it's a good, it's a good religion to belong to. Is it really? Well, tell me about why. Why is that? What do you mean? Um, I don't know. I just read this. So I don't know if it actually like passed in a law, but I'm pretty sure that in the same way that you can fire someone for being gay in certain <laughs> states, you can. Sorry, that's a dog barking. You can. Um, I know. <laughs> I guessed. <laughs> it's a real dog. <laughs> you can be for religious reasons you can get an abortion in any state i think i, I you know look this up people oh. i don't know all the details but basically they're like well it's our religious belief that a woman should be able to have a, an abortion so if you Amazing. let these people be fucking dicks then we're gonna be fucking dicks Right. And well, that's yeah, what the Satanists, law, those are the verbatim what it says in the law, what I just said about the dicks. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because, well, this is a very loose interpretation and understanding of Satanism, but I, from what I gather and what I know of it, that it's largely about fucking up the law. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they, they're like in a good anarchists way. or, yeah. yeah, they're, they're probably, somebody out there is mad that I just called them anarchists. Listen, do your own research, okay? Satanists are cool. Uh-oh. You heard it here first. There's a knock at the door. It's the secret police. They're coming to take me away, and they're headed to your house next. Let's stop talking. <laughs> the Gestapo? <laughs> Great. Okay. The Gestapo, the most <laughs> gazpacho-sounding secret police force out there. The gazpacho are on my tail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This country's going to turn into a, gash- a gazpacho state if we're not careful. <laughs> if Trump stays in office, we're all going to be ruled by gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be hard for all the people that are allergic to gluten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's true. Real gazpacho does have bread in it. And that's most people at this point, guys. Listen, this is the real danger. If we don't get behind this Biden-Harris ticket, we're all at risk of being forced to eat gazpacho <laughs> for three meals a day. <laughs> we'll be so skinny, though. That's tight. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Woo! Sorry to everyone. Also with the nightshade allergy. The new America is not going to be for you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are in big trouble. Mm. But I love gazpacho. Yeah, I love gazpacho. You know what I was looking at the other day, and I got in trouble because I share <laughs> my, I share a password for the New York Times cooking blah 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 whatever. They put it behind a paywall because yeah. they're rude. Um, yeah, failing. So much like people share Netflix passwords, I share the New York Times cooking password with. Uh oh, it's the gazpacho. People. I'm sorry. And they have a recipe for shop ice cold shop, which. What's that? Well, it's you should know because I think it's Jewish soup. Excuse me. I don't know. Not all <laughs> Jews know the same soup recipes. Listen, okay? all I know is, first of all, Gabrielle Hamilton has a recipe, so you know it's about 683 steps. Um, <laughs> and Sick Burn, Gabrielle Hamilton, I know you listen to the show. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Uh, stings that stings worse than gazpacho in your eye gabrielle hamilton i don't know the picture in the in the new york times the failing new york times is there's like it's ice cold <laughs> chav and then there's like a, an egg a boiled egg in there and i was like this is not for me but i'm fascinated by it so wow. i just thought you would know what it was because you're jewish but i guess you don't no no <clears throat> i don't know what it is but i am intrigued by the sound of freezing ice cold soup right and then i'm always like cold. what is the difference between salsa and gazpacho <laughs> nobody knows just the just the texture really <clears throat> but sometimes not even 
if you blended up pico de gallo or pico de gillo as my mom would say <laughs> then you've got yourself a gestapo <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Oh man, that's so funny, huh? What a funny joke! Yeah, we um, should have a we should have a gazpacho only restaurant called Gazpacho the Gazpacho. <laughs> <laughs> you get arrested and thrown into like an unmarked vehicle after you eat there, <laughs> and then you can finish your meal as at our other favorite restaurant, Vladimir Putin. Oh right, I forgot we didn't even talk about our amazing <laughs> restaurant. This is a group collaboration between some friends on my birthday. And we yep. came up with a p- all pudding restaurant called Vladimir Pudding. <laughs> it's so funny. And a spinoff called Pudding on the Ritz, which I think people don't like as much, but I enjoy very much. It's funny, and it would be better if all the pudding and pudding on the Ritz was served on Ritz crackers. <laughs> and then we also came up with Bird Interrupted, the girl interrupted themed rotisserie chicken restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Please go see the movie first if These you really want to get that joke. Our copyrighted. Do not steal our ideas. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so we had an amazing time earlier today. Yeah, we saw each other Depot. earlier. We went to the I know the Home Depot. That's about it. <laughs> it was mildly entertaining. I had a great time actually. There's Nicole, just you got some large so bins. Comforting about being in a huge cavernous world, you know, earth destroying space like that. There's just like it's comforting to be inside of a home depot true see i agree with you in some way i do like going to big box stores owned by billionaires and big corporations who are ruining our planet it just does feel really comforting yeah but i'm always afraid that something's gonna fall on my head because that's an old urban legend slash true thing that like happens to people whenever i'm in a store i'm just like well i'm gonna of course be the one that something falls on me and smushes me copyright that also oh okay (laughs) nobody steal that are we copywriting your sentence or what (laughs) I'm copywriting my tragic death. Ah, Nobody try to do that. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I've already written my obituary. (laughs) Yeah. I can't change it now. It's in pen. (laughs) Yeah, well, and we learned from, you know, the the true details behind the scalding hot McDonald's and coffee that it actually, it costs less for them to actually settle the lawsuit individually for everyone than to actually, like, put into place things that will protect the consumer. So Mm. you're probably right. Yep, I am probably right. And that's more of what you can expect in your awesome Biden-Harris ticket, people. Enjoy things falling on on your head at Home Depot for the rest of your life. That's capitalism, baby. (laughs) 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 When I die, right before I perish from a giant, like, thing of paper towels falling on my head from 10 stories, I'm just going to go, thanks, thanks thanks Obama, (laughs) and then die. (laughs) I know there were no paper towels. It's like a joke now. It's like you can't get, you still can't get... (laughs) hydrogen peroxide at any of the Walgreens by my house and you can't get effing paper towels at the Home Depot. I know. It's like people think that like when the end days actually begin upon us they're going to be saved by like making a fucking lean-to like Bernie Sanders out of paper towels. <laughs> but take it from him it doesn't work. <laughs> I think that well basically it's you're using paper towels rather than hand towels because it's a little bit more sanitary. Oh right right right. You know right, what I'm saying? right right right. right. Yeah, well, right now I'm using toilet paper for literally everything that has water on it in my house, including my body. I have, my regular towels are at the laundromat. I'm low on paper towels, and I have you have the ones, like, you know, you can pick the size, so it's, like, small sheet, medium, or three, oh, whatever. Wow. So I'm just using the teeny tiny sheets to, like, do all the things that I use paper towels for, and they just get completely covered in filth, and then I'm like, what's the point? 
That's really funny. Gonna Are you myself. sick and tired of drying your old cat with these tiny paper towels? Yeah, that's what I'm doing, drying off my cats. <laughs> I told you earlier, but Jenny, our good friend Jenny, and I and her husband Dan watched, like, I don't know, at least an hour of QVC. They have, like, a special channel that's dedicated to food yesterday. <laughs> and they sold the craziest things. Like, they had... These two, it was pro, anybody out there who hasn't experienced this. If you do have TV, I don't have cable in my house, so I can't do that. But please watch, go ahead and do yourself a favor and watch at least one to seven hours of food based QVC shows. Like they'll spend 10 minutes selling two types of empanadas one was beef and one was chicken. <laughs> and they just, <laughs> they just like display them in the most corny ways. And then they just break them open for like 10 minutes. The same kind of empanada, one after another, breaking it open, zooming in like, empanada porn it's disgusting but amazing huh do they feed it to the audience no they can't because there is no audience (laughs) because of coronavirus Uh, and i guess because of their own regulations they can't eat it themselves do they say that on the show how do you know that i jenny knew jenny does this all the time so she put me on to all the rules food waste they can't dude there was it comes in a pack of 40, the empanadas, and they had 40 of each flavor and just broke open one after another and didn't eat them. I don't understand why you would buy empanadas from QVC. <laughs> that's not, and that's not all. They also had cinnamon rolls and they had um, pizza rolls. You did, and they okay, also so had then you get, meatballs. You get fucking, you get frozen empanadas mailed to you? Yeah, in the mail. And they were not, these fucking things were not cheap. Let me tell you. And they sold out of that shit. But I have to assume that there are, and this is not a joke, this is actually serious, that there are just places in the war, in the country and, and universe that they don't have maybe access to empanadas. And that is the platform I'm running on. <laughs> it's an empanadas for all. <laughs> are you telling me that there's places where there's, I know there's places that don't have grocery stores in places called food deserts. But I don't yeah. believe that those people are ordering empanadas from QVC. <laughs> I don't fucking know what's happening. I don't you know mean to really... make a sweeping generalization because we totally. can't do that I, anymore. <laughs> I assumed perhaps it was like people in like Nebraska who are like, what is this folded over piece of pizza with Mexican ingredients inside? Yeah, but they've never heard of an empanada. Maybe. No, they have heard of empanadas and they sell them in the grocery store in the frozen aisle. Hmm. Well, I recommend checking this out because by, uh, by minute 12, by seeing the 79th empanada broken open and just seeing its bland brown stuffing and like one piece of corn, I was about ready to get out my checkbook. <laughs> Do they have dipping sauces, I hope? No, no, not. They don't sell the dipping sauces might be a separate segment, but they You're did have plain salmon that you me. could get. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, and then the worst thing was they had shrimp cakes that were the size of like softballs and no. you know you think a shrimp cake would be like a crab cake like the shrimp's like ground up with vegetables yeah. and breadcrumbs and whatever no it was like a softball sized shrimp cake that was flat on the bottom and round on the top and when they broke it open as they like to do like 10 shrimp just little shrimps just poured out no <laughs> those teeny tiny little shrimpies they weren't even that tiny they were like medium-sized shrimp and they were just like Plucking them out of it, I almost vomited. It was really disgusting. This is insane. There has to be. An, we need to do. We need to research this. There better be an article out there about this phenomena. Yeah, I heard that uh, Kamala Harris is a part owner of QVC, and that's why we need to make sure we stay vigilant, people. <laughs> Just yet another reason to speak truth to power. 
Uh, the world. Should we talk um, about our topic today, which I think is amazing? That was totally your idea. It might be my favorite. At first, I kind of scoffed at it, may I say? Oh, but you did? Then I grew really? to love it. You scoffed at it? That's rude. I was like, this is so fringe. What do we have to talk about? But then I like opened my mind, man. I smoked like 10 joints and I was like, yeah, breaded foods. Yeah. Well, you know, it was a it was a big umbrella so that we could, as we do at the last minute, just find something random that's underneath the umbrella. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, this could even be a three-parter to be if we want to be honest. Well, breaded foods could take up the rest of the year. Yeah, that's true. I hope you guys, <laughs> hope all you gluten-free people are ready for a lot of breaded content. Yeah, you people out there eating your Gestapo's and your ice cold jabs, <laughs> get ready. <laughs> I've died and so, gone to doggy heaven. I'm going to talk about chicken nuggets, America's favorite compressed meat. <laughs> <laughs> and, you Can't know, wait. I have, this is like a roller coaster of, of a story. Twists, turns, backstabbing, oh, murder, cover-ups. Mur- murder? No, I'm making up most of it. But. Oh, damn. So, but let's, let's dive in. Are you ready? Oh, I'm I'm liter I'm literally sitting on the edge of my seat. Were you I'm not born kidding. ready, bro? I was born ready. I was born. And I drive fast and loose, so let's let's do this thing. Let's light this candle. Okay, so around think back to the year 2010. Okay, I uh-huh. was 10 years younger and presumably <laughs> 10 years skinnier. Um, <laughs> there was a email going around because that's how things happened at the time. And mm-hmm. this, I got most of this information from Snopes.com. Oh, yeah. Um, but basically, this is the email that was going around. It says, say hello to mechanically separated chicken. It's what all fast food chicken is made from. Things like chicken nuggets and patties. Also, the frozen chicken in the stores is made from it. Basically, the entire okay. chicken is smashed and pressed through a sieve. Bones, eyes, guts, and all. <laughs> And it comes out looking like this. And there's a picture attached to it, and it's basically like a box full of what appears to be bubble gum. Um, There's more, because it's crawling with bacteria, and it will be washed with ammonia, soaked in it, actually. Then, because it tastes gross, it's going to be reflavored artificially. Then, because it's pink, it's going to be dyed artificially with color. But hey, at least it tastes good, right? So this started the whole everyone's talking about pink slime situation that we all may remember from the olden times. I don't mind this description was gross, but it, I don't, it didn't really have the effect on me that it might on others. Yeah. Well, so then it turns out that pink slime is not really... First of all, pink slime is real, but it's not exactly what they were saying. And what they called it, which is mechanically separated chicken, is actually something completely different. So... Okay. Um, mechanically separated meat uh, and mechanically separated poultry, referred to as MSM and MSP, respectively... Um, they are basically meat that you, it's basically like a process where they were able to get edible meat off of bones, which is something that meat processors had not really been able to do before this. So they essentially, um, it's a process that allows them to recover edible meat tissue from the carcass of animals. Um, before that they were just wasting it they couldn't, the stuff they couldn't get off the bones easily, they just threw it in the trash, which is crazy. Yeah, goodbye. Um... Here's a description of it that's not very flattering. MSM is a paste or batter-like meat product (laughs) created by forcing unstripped bones under high pressure through a sieve to separate it. They are then treated with a small amount of ammonium hydroxide. 
Uh, MSM is typically used in products that don't need to retain the shape of meat, such as chicken nuggets, hot dogs, frozen dinners, etc. Unsurprisingly, mm. the USDA is like, it's totally fine. And honestly, it seems fine. Like, it's all just chicken parts. <clears throat> I mean, there are, like, muscle and tendon that they're stripping off of the bone, but there's nothing, like... There's no eyes, guts, beaks, or whatever squished up. But even if there was, like, the thing is that doesn't sit well with me is the ammonia part. That's gross. But, Yeah, but I mean, it's in your pee. It's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, maybe they're just using pee. Mm. But if you're not comfortable with eating, like, I don't know, whatever. People are crazed. They're like, oh, I can eat its breast muscle, but I couldn't possibly think. What, the eye? What, are you crazy? Like, I understand right. you don't want to eat a whole eye because the texture, but who gives a shit if the eye If it's ground eye. up, yeah. I, I love ground up eyes. I put them in my gastropo. <laughs> I know. It's, it's like nose, nose to tail, right, man? Okay. <laughs> exactly, man. Get with it. Farm to table, bro. Um, so <clears throat> they, they did use pink slime it was around, but because of mad cow disease in 2004, um, you can no longer use mechanically separated beef. It's not allowed. It's against the law. But you can still use it for, for You can use it for chicken. Huh. And right. you can use it for pork. So I'm thinking there's definitely probably some of that in that ridiculous McRib that they have at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Meat product but, you know. shaped... Like a rib, Absolutely. including the bones, but the bones are made out of meat. <laughs> what? Ooh, now with 100% more meat bones. <laughs> so yeah, boneless lean beef trimmings or pink slime is actually confused with mechanically separated meat, but it's a different process. Mm. They use a centrifuge in this case to separate the fat from the beef, and then they take the beef that's left and they squeeze it into these skilled tubes that are exposed Ooh. to ammonia. <laughs> Oh, our favorite. And then it turns into this, you know, pink product that's similar in texture, I think, to the mechanically separated meat. Um, Uh So this is still allowed. So McDonald's was using this pink slime, but they no longer use it. They used it until 2011. And then they're like, no, we don't use it anymore. Everyone calm down. Even though it's literally just beef trim separated from fat and like mushed all together. So it's all it's all meat, you know? It's uh, meat is meat. That's what I say. That's the and old Tangora family motto. So McDonald's also used mechanically separated meat for their chicken nuggets. They never used pink slime for their nuggets, although I thought they did for some reason. Who knows why? Um, <laughs> they stopped using the mechanically separated meat in 2013, and now if they are to be believed, they only use white meat. And there's a video that you can find on YouTube where they, like, McDonald's, like, had them make, like, this commercial that was, like, in the Super Bowl or something so that everyone would stop thinking they had pink slime and everything. But basically, Tyson makes their chicken nuggets, and they just use all white meat. They grind it up with a bunch of shit that's listed on the McDonald's website, if you really care. Um, And then they bread it with, like, a tempura batter, which I thought was kind of interesting. Oh. And then... I haven't had... What? Really? I haven't had chicken nuggets in so long. Like, I don't even remember. Well, it's like, it's similar to tempura. I mean, they use tempura. There's a bunch of, it's like wheat and it's not all rice. Isn't tempura rice? Right. Um, Well, tempura is like that, like breadcrumb. So it's like crunchy. It has like a flakier thing. I remember, I remember chicken nuggets being like a smooth coating. Well, they're not. They're really crunchy. They have like, they're they're supposed to have like dips and grooves apparently oh okay i'm remembering it wrong uh, mm-hmm. i mean they, it might have changed it because it's been a long time for you 
I think. Yeah. It's been like over 75 years. So they, so yeah, then they put the breading on there. They kind of flash fry it really quick to set the batter and then they send them, they freeze them and they send them out to McDonald's. So allegedly you can eat this chicken nugget and it's fine. I mean, they put a bunch of like additives in there and stuff, but I had chicken nuggets the other day. My sister got them for me, and they were delicious, and I like them a lot. <laughs> what sauce did you go for? Well, mm. it's funny that you should ask, Sarah. So nope. <laughs> my sister knows my love of dipping sauces and shares it, so she got every dipping sauce that they have at McDonald's. Um, That's awesome. And she was really, really excited when she came home because they have hot mustard. And so <gasps> she was like, I can't find hot mustard anywhere. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, because it's also one of my favorite McDonald's dipping sauces. It's like hot mustard, but it's also a little bit sweet. It's really, really good. Oh, I don't know of hot mustard from well, Mickey D's. It's good, but so it made me wonder if it had been like, what's the deal? Like, why can't she find it anywhere in the Midwest? And so I looked up all the discontinued dipping sauces that McDonald's has over oh the years. Oh my god, amazing! Um, that hot mustard was actually discontinued in 2015, but it's available in certain regions. So you can get it in Brooklyn, but you cannot get it in, like, Chicago or Indiana. Isn't that wild? Whoa. What's the deal with hot mustard? We're going to have to go deeper on this next <laughs> What week. is the deal with hot mustard? <laughs> That's my Jerry Seinfeld impersonation, everyone. It's really good. I thought you were him for a moment. I got confused. Um, okay. This is from, this is an article from Delish, our favorite online website. Um, and <laughs> Lindsay Matthews wrote this important, hard-hitting news item. She's great. So, basically, in 2017, Rick and Morty, which is a show I've never seen, I think that makes me, me have either. a lot less cool points, so lo siento, they had an episode <laughs> that broke the internet, which everyone just throws that around these days, which I think is annoying, but whatever. I didn't say it. Lindsay Matthews said it. Um, <laughs> <that> about <laughs> Rick and Morty had an episode about a... Szechuan teriyaki dipping sauce from McDonald's. And everyone was like, holy shit, what the hell? Uh, and it turns out that this is a dipping sauce that was from 1998 that was released as a promotion for Mulan when it was about to come out in theaters. Oh, oh wow. The how appropes. <laughs> so, yeah, that Szechuan teriyaki dipping sauce, not uncomfortable at all. No, totally fine. 2020 <laughs> worthy. <laughs> Uh, I like that and it's Szechuan and teriyaki. So we're just, you know, check off Covering all, all the bases. of the boxes. Yeah. Surprise, it's not like also pineapple and like <laughs> Hawaiian. And... Joe Biden invented that dipping sauce in case you need another reason to be upset. <laughs> um, all right, calm down. And so then there was the sweet chili sauce, which I remember. Uh, I was not a huge fan of it. And Serious okay. Eats described the sweet chili dipping sauce as duck sauce mixed with chili flakes. So if you do miss it, everyone, you can make it at home. Oh, but it was cool. Dis- it was discontinued from McDonald's in 2014. Interesting. There's also Chipotle barbecue, which, you know, boring. It was, repla- it was taken away in 2014 and was re- wasn't really replaced, but it was another thing called Habanero Ranch took its place. And I think that that oh. is... An unnecessary ranch flavor. Agreed. I feel like Chipotle, as we know also by the restaurant, <laughs> Chipotle, the four-star Michelin-style restaurant, Chipotle. It's the um, closest bar to my house. <clears throat> Is it, are they serving alcohol now? Yeah, they have margaritas there. Wow, that's chill. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, there was a big Chipotle craze, as we all know, in the early aughts through maybe the mid 
teens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think 2014, the year that McDonald's discontinued Chipotle barbecue sauce, was the last year for Chipotle. And all of its crazy feelings. Jump the shark. Although I will say, Chipotle Tabasco is my favorite Tabasco flavor. So, really, you know what's funny? I don't really mess with tobacco. Uh, That's not true. With Tabasco. Well, yeah. I mean, Tabasco itself is controversial, but it has a. They have a variety of flavors. I really like the jalapeno flavor too, and the Chipotle. Check it out. Oh, okay. I will. Um, This, This brought to you by Tabasco. Yeah. There's also I'm not done with the dipping sauces, so. Oh please, I'm I'm on the I'm excited. <laughs> uh, in 1989, they discontinued Zesty Italian, which was essentially just Italian dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so you just dip your chicken nuggets in Italian dressing. In the 80s <laughs> were a crazy good. time. Uh, there was also in the crazy 80s green chili salsa that was made for your chicken nuggets, and that was discontinued in 1988. So I have no memory of it, but it was wow. there. Interesting. Um, I like it. I'll, I'll go for it. They also went, they dug into the barbecue craze of the 80s and had a mesquite barbecue flavor. Oh, yeah. Mesquite was very big, like in the late 80s, <laughs> yeah. early 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like a great sounding thing. It really is. It's almost like meaningless when it comes down to like putting it in like sweet barbecue sauce. Yeah. They're just like, well, it's smoky, you know, put that liquid smoke yeah. right in there. Sure. Uh, that was discontinued in 1988, I'm sorry to tell you. And then oh. in 1986, they had a teriyaki dipping sauce that they discontinued. <laughs> yeah, I would fuck with that, too. I yeah. love teriyaki. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, teriyaki, teriyaki makes sauce. sense to me. That's a sweet, yeah. like, that would be good with a chicken nugget. Especially Szechuan Mandarin teriyaki with <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Black vinegar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all I have wow. here. That's amazing. That's incredible. I'm surprised there weren't more like fringe dipping sauces like that were like promotional. Like I can imagine like a Shrek sauce. It's just like it's green, just weird. Giant okay. cum. For me personally, it just seems weird that they decided that the thing that they were going to use to push this movie out was a dipping sauce, not like a special food item, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a dipping sauce. <laughs> Yeah, that's very strange. I wonder what, like, Beauty and the Beast's dipping sauce would have been. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing it's French, like... I guess. Jus? Some jus? <laughs> uh, hollandaise? Uh. Some jus. Hollandaise. Ew. <laughs> but, like, medium, like, tepid hollandaise? Because <laughs> you can't have it be, like, cold. It would just be solid. Oh, no. Yuck. You just tuck right into, like, some kind of solid you have to like smear it on your nugget <laughs> oh. listen we've got a lot of good ideas mcdonald's call us, us mcdonald's for the re-release <laughs> of the live action beauty and the beast that they're gonna remake since they can't make any good movies anymore oh my god who's gonna play the beast i wonder meatloaf <laughs> <laughs> yeah the kids love generation z or whatever they're called they love him they love that guy. yeah i mean who doesn't uh okay <laughs> should we take a quick break mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, bye. This episode is brought to you by Uptown Beer Society. They're a craft beer gang dedicated to making memorable collaborations with New York City brands and breweries owned by people of color. Their Bronx Culture Series featured three beers made in collaboration with Gun Hill Brewery, inspired by the Bronx and Latinx culture. 
Uptown Beer Society works with underrepresented brewers and beer bar owners to highlight and celebrate cultural gems that make New York City so special. Learn more about their unique beers and where to find them when you follow them on Instagram at Uptown Beer Society. We've arrived back at the show. Nicole, hello. I'm out of breath from running back here. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Okay. I want to talk to you about something that I loved as a child. And I think a lot of kids did oddly in our generation and obviously like even 40 years before us, um, which is strange to me when I think about it. The fish stick. Oh, yeah. I love a fish stick. Just a stick of fish. Covered in breading. But, like, kids are so picky, and yet they're willing to eat this kind of, like, yucky-tasting, like, bad-quality fish. It's very weird. Okay, first of all, they taste good. Second of all, mm. kids don't, kids are not like, um, excuse me, Mom, where was this fish from? Is it farmed? Because I refuse <laughs> to eat it if it is. <laughs> oh, I don't mean that. I actually think what my memory of fish sticks were is that they tasted, like, quote, fishy. I like, don't I remember, you, remember them tasting remember fishy because my dad doesn't like fish flavored <clears throat> items and he loved fish sticks. Okay. Loves. Well, He's I got alive. the crave for, I got, <laughs> thank the Lord. Um, I got the crave for fish sticks while I was doing this and I used to dip fish sticks into ketchup. Yeah, same. Okay, good. I'm glad that we're aligned on that. I don't remember dipping them in anything else, but I'm sure I might have because I've always been a condiment whore. There's no way even that as I would a five year old. Yeah, I never would have used tartar sauce because that wasn't in our home, and also I don't like relish. Oh right, yeah, we know this from our whatever <laughs> some episode we did about something weird. Um, <laughs> oh, I know all about your feelings about relish, but the fish sticks are fascinating, actually. Not necessarily as disgusting as pink slime and chicken nuggets, but like, oh yeah. Ew, Hold weird. on, I do want to ask: <clears throat> Did you guys eat the Gordon's fish sticks? Yes, did but just so you know, so we're on the same page. I also didn't realize that it is not Gordon's. It's Gorton, it but who the fuck knows that? When I found that out, it like blew my mind. I was probably like, I know, I was 30. upset. Yeah, I just found it out today, and I was upset all day long. In the commercial, my whole they day. say Gordon's Gordon's fish yeah. sticks. Trust the Gordon's fishermen. They don't say trust the Gorton's fishermen. <laughs> I mean, get with it, Gorton's. Gordon. What are you doing? Gorton. <laughs> Gorton's? Oh. Chill out, Gorton's. Okay, so <laughs> listen, most of this came from like snippets of a research paper that I was unable to access unless I wanted to pay $30 for it. But all these articles quoted the same paper. Oh, and oh apparently my God. people I have love a sidebar. It. So go ahead. I, this may help you, but I, I don't know if it's research papers, but um, I was desperate to find out about this play that I saw in Indianapolis in the year 1999 with my friend, okay. which is Little Orphan Annie. Great year for plays. Little Orphan Annie. And it was just like, I couldn't remember. Somebody famous played Miss Hannigan. And I like was, my sister was like trying to find it. She's like, I found this newspaper, but I can't access it. So I signed up for newspapers.com. And they're like, okay. they're like, you know, you get your one month free trial. And my sister was like, cancel it right now. And I was like, oh, I will. And I didn't. Oh, and then oh they charged me $65 <laughs> a couple of days ago. So now I fucking have a six month subscription to newspapers.com, which is kind of cool because it, you basically have archived newspapers that have been like, it's like That's microfilm awesome. in, the, in the movies. Um, That's cool, dude. You should really take advantage of that then, like, while you still have it. And, like, give me your password. I will. It's six months. We have plenty of time. 
Ah, but this podcast is about to get really, really good, guys. Like, thank you for all of you <laughs> hanging on through the difficult first couple shaky years. Now we're going to get real profesh. <laughs> Um, yeah, research. so $60. There's no way to come back either. It was just very stupid. And all to find out that the person who played Miss Hannigan was Sally Struthers. But it really, it really didn't happen. <laughs> Dude, that's really funny. <laughs> She's amazing, though. Uh, a, real, a real gem. Okay, so I got most of this research from a paper that everyone else looked up called The Ocean's Hot Dog, The Development <laughs> of the Fish Deck by Paul R. Jo- Josephson. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean's hot dog i love it it's amazing and then also from an article from gizmodo by matt novak and a little bit from like a <clears throat> article on mother jones but barely anything from there and of course wikipedia so fish sticks um originally came out so everything you read says basically that fish sticks were like invented in the 1950s and they're very like iconic american food we think of them as being like solely american that's not true but it's Definitely was very popular in the 50s in America, but originally came out in 1929 um, with the invention of the plate froster. What's that? So that's why they were, it was like this thing, it was a new kind of deep, the first quick freezer. Oh. So that's originally when they came out because they could fish the stuff and then cut it up and freeze it really quickly. So then in Britain, in the, but they weren't popular back then, but that is when they originated. And then in Britain in the 50s, most of, they started making them over there. Uh, and most of the catch was herring, which is a, quote, very fishy kind of fish that not a lot of people are super into. Um, they would, you know, herring is typically pickled or whatever. Right. But in an or they're to like, make it more- communism is a red herring. They say that in Clue, my favorite movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> Totally. And then a red herring, as we also know, is like, you know, the obvious choice of like who could who done it. Right. Right. Is the obvious choice or no. The red herring. The red is herring the, is the the, the, the fake the out. Not real. Yeah. The yeah, fake yeah. out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems obvious, but it's not real. OK. Anyway, these herrings were just plain white herrings. <laughs> and they decided to try to make fish sticks out of them called herring savories. And they were tested on the market against cod sticks sold as fish fingers and people definitely preferred cod sticks in the UK and then in America herring was not as big um but most people say that it was a post-World War II invention in the United States like that's you know where we know fish sticks from and it's kind of like a multi-pronged reason and it's actually kind of interesting so during World War II I guess people were eating a lot more fish because uh, Americans had acquired, not because they like seafood, because meat producers were focused on the war effort and beef was being rationed. And so they had to turn to the sea, to the beef of the sea, chicken. The chicken of the sea. (laughs) The chicken of the sea is beef and the beef of the sea is fish. Um, Burger chains like White Castle were trying to brainstorm new products like, I thought this was weird, chop suey and fish patties. Wowie. Yeah. But after the war, the sale of fish declined and Americans went back to uh, buying meat and fish was like on the decline, but everyone had gotten used to fishing. It's an industry. So uh, enter the fish stick. So and then I wrote the name but- of my autobiography. <laughs> enter the <laughs> my, fish stick. My album. It's my Wu-Tang cover album. It's all about fish. Enter the 36 fish sticks. Um, but Catholic people eat fish because they don't eat meat on Fridays. They love it. But every all the other non-Catholics are just, we're upset. Okay. The Jews didn't know what to do. Everyone was in a disarray. Um, 
so anyway, there was a boom in housing construction that contained kitchens with new appliances and freezers. And then my note under this is see Levitt Towns and White Flight. <clears throat> All the whites leaving the city and getting freezers. And so they needed something to put in those freezers. <laughs> and also getting another freezer in their garage. Exactly. A chest freezer where you could put, you know, bodies or fish sticks. Or both. Um, and then people were into space age things and ready to eat foods. And there was like the marketing towards frozen food was all about like space agey things. See the Jetsons. Fascinating. I wrote in my note. I know. And then the rise of consumer culture, an increasingly affluent society. See capitalism. That's my note. Take that capitalism. You're responsible for fish sticks. Yeah. You burnt. <laughs> you burnt capitalism. <laughs> So anyway, and also in after World War II, uh, there was like a lot more merchant marines. And so those merchant marines fleets now like kind of adopted fishing, like large scale commercial fishing. Really? And they had, ma- yeah, and they had massive um, refrigeration and processing f- facilities on board. And so the sailors would catch and they would like fuck up all this fish and then they'd freeze it in large blocks that they thought they could then kind of pull apart and make into fillets for people, like frozen fish fillets or whatever, but they didn't, like, pull apart very nicely. They were just coming out in, like, wacky chunks. (laughs) Wacky, tabacky chunks. But, okay, so I'm a little bit confused because merchant marines are, they're in the army, right? Yeah, but after the war, I guess there was a lot of seafaring people and they had all these, (laughs) they were, like, used to being mariners, and so they... (laughs) They turned to being fishermen. Okay, so they weren't working for the government anymore. They're just like, oh, now no, I know exactly. how to. I know how to drive a boat now, so I'm just gonna like correct do that. Correct. Okay. Yeah, this is not government fish. Although there is a lot of government fish and a lot of fish sticks that are served like really low quality fish sticks in like schools and to like poor folks, and I think that's a bit of a reason why fish sticks, you know, get a bad rap because they're making crappy fish sticks for poor people because nobody cares about the poor and what they eat. Um. So anyway, except for Bernie Sanders, he can still win. <laughs> yeah. There's still there's still time. Um, okay, so anyway, <clears throat> that didn't work out with, like, pulling it apart. So they decided to bandsaw apart, like, these giant pieces of fish that they had all frozen <laughs> together. And they would cut them into, like, one-inch wide sticks. And they'd, like, bread them. And then they'd, they would, I think they might have, well, at first they might have even breaded them on board. What? That sounds, Yeah. That's um, insane. Unbra- yeah. Yep. So this is like the most dangerous catch or whatever show. Yeah, but and they're then, also breading. But things. they're breading <laughs> stuff and putting it into frozen <laughs> packages and Gorton is there. And Gorton was in charge of it all. But I think that might not be correct about the breading thing. Okay. Um, but they definitely like put them in these huge giant frozen blocks and then they would get um, broken down and they got really popular again as like not only freezers became popular but all also more powerful ocean vessels and uh refrigerated trucks and trains so in 1960 16 million american families had freezer so you could put so these ships had freezers on them too yeah Mm -hmm. so like the uss indiana was just like got a giant freezer actually i think that one i think we lost that one in during uh during Pearl Harbor. During the war? <laughs> oh, I bet it had a freezer on it, though. <laughs> R.I.P. Well, it's not funny, I guess. Sorry, everyone that died yeah. on the USS Pearl Indiana. Pearl Harbor was terrible. <laughs> so, Gordon's became um, popularized by, like, this gentleman. I'm not going to really get into his life story. I was going to, but it's not that interesting. Um, but he uh, 
he was like a, he was from Maine and so he jumped right on in with the whole Gordon situation because he knew how to how to like I don't know walk the fishy walk I guess and then he ended up becoming the president of General Mills interesting yeah he Who had that Gordon's and now he had that Gorton swagger he had that Gorton kind of thing going on he had that Hemingway vibe he, he, has got a, he had like a yellow slicker on he did. He had a limp. He had a beard. He had a big scar in his lip. He had a lot of girlfriends, but no wife. Hmm. He was missing a finger. Um, but anyway, cod are actually becoming extinct, which is what most uh, fish sticks are kind of made of, either cod or haddock. See um, capitalism. I, <laughs> see capitalism. Um, and I thought it was into this part I got from... Um, from Mother Jones. So high temperatures make it harder for fish to metabolize their food. Obviously, the oceans are warming, according to the myth of global warming, uh, leaving them with less energy, especially at their prime reproductive age at four years old. So then they have to go to deeper, uh, to deeper, cooler waters, and that is the home of more cod predators, like the rock, America's sweetheart. <laughs> oh, right. He really is a problem. Does he know that they're not sustainable? He needs to stop. I know. He's just eating. I think he actually did stop. I heard a couple of years ago he stopped eating 800 pounds of cod a year, which is just honestly too much cod <laughs> for one man. <laughs> or a month, maybe even. I think a year is not even. I think he ate like 10,000 pounds of cod a day. <laughs> that is. You heard it here first. He has his own ship. Yeah, he's got a cod problem. He's freezing that shit and breading it right on board. <laughs> the USS Rock. <laughs> Hard like a. A cod, a cod, cod like a rock. Anyway, fans of the New York Rangers of the NHL often taunt their viral team fans, the New York Islanders, because in the mid-1990s, the Islanders briefly changed their uniform from their traditional logo to a more new age logo that featured a fisherman that many thought resembled the one on the box of Gorton's fish sticks. <laughs> Rangers fan have been known to chant, we want fish sticks at both MSG and Nassau Coliseum during games. It's still so now. That's the thing. I if I even if I cared about hockey and if I was from there, that would not hurt my feelings. It's not a very good time. I know. Like who cares? Like oh wow, great. But anyway, I, when I was reading this in the beginning, I was like looking for a fish sticks joke to open the show with, and what I found was apparently something I'm not aware of because I don't watch South Park. But I guess like fish sticks was this big giant like huge thing for South Park because like they came up with a a viral joke that was not funny about like oh do you like fish dicks well then like you're a gay fish or something it was like a stupid joke but it went viral and everyone i guess in the world thought it was funny and got it except for kanye west <laughs> and so like he had a problem with it and he like holds a press conference and then at the end of the episode i i'm giving it a brief synopsis i did watch it he ends up having sex with a fish <laughs> and bill Hader wrote it and it was really funny actually huh okay um yeah it was pretty good um, but anyway, so then I want to tell you something that I read from Eater, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. And I'm just going to like read this straight up from Eater because it's worded perfectly. Okay. Today in frightening pizza news, this week, Domino's Pizza announces a new novelty pizza offering, a pepperoni and red sauced pie covered in fish shaped fish sticks, otherwise known as fish sticks, according <laughs> to the brand, <laughs> to brand eating which I don't know what that is. The pizza is only available in China and was released in honor of the Lunar New Year, which was yesterday. It is a seasonal offering and only available for a limited time. Brand Eating, that must be the parent company, notes that the circle of fish-shaped breadsticks that cover the surface, but they're actually real fish sticks, they're not breadsticks, of the otherwise normal pizza look like 
look a bit like fish surfacing when you throw some food into a well-stocked pond. Hmm. Anyone with a vivid imagination can see this. Everyone else will see the thing for what it is. A pizza topped with fish sticks, pepperoni, green bell peppers, corn, bacon, and cherry tomatoes. Fish, as well as the other... As well as the other colors, red and black, are symbols of wealth and success in many countries in the Eastern world. Wow. Pepperoni, bacon, symbolize gluttony and flavor for much of the rest of the world. I like pepperoni and green bell peppers together. Me too, That's a great combo. What? But not with also fish sticks. That seems I crazy. I have something to say about this. Oh, oh, Amanda, I wish you would. What is the deal? Okay. So what actually, is I have the deal? two things. So, the first thing is, just the mention of fish sticks on pie. Have you guys ever seen that photo of um, British stargazy pie? No! It's literally, you guys, you you need to look this up if you get the chance. It's literally a pie. Imagine, like, an apple pie, except there's no apples in there. It's just, like, fish heads sticking out of the pies. No! Oh, my God. What is it called? Stargazing pie? I'm looking it up right now. Stargazing pie. Oh, no! Let's see about this. Oh, I like it. I'm with that. Fish heads poppy mouth. It's an English star. It's an English sardine pie. So th- oh, the, these the are English, sardines. Huh? Okay, that's fine. If these are sardines, that's I'm down. With this. But it's also I like sardines. This looks more like what they were saying. Uh, this looks like fish jumping out of the water. But just throwing some fish sticks on top of a pizza. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's a real reach. What was the other Domino's. thing? Yeah, so the second thing was um, Japan also has a pretty crazy assortment of pizza pies. I think by, um, either by Pizza Hut or Domino's, one of those franchises, but they have like those like Halloween specials and they're just so bizarre. I'm pretty sure if you just look them up on Google, like uh, Japan, uh, Japanese Domino's Halloween specials or something, you'll get some crazy, crazy combinations. Okay, we'll do that and we'll read them on next week. I'm thinking like a toilet paper mummy pizza for Halloween. That reminds I'm me. Thinking, I'm thinking of like sweet potato and cream cheese and corn all in one pizza. It's so bizarre. Oh, oh, interesting. Because I was thinking about one topped with peeled grapes to resemble eyeballs. Oh, they also they have something called a Halloween roulette pizza, which is I think you don't get to pick the toppings. <laughs> oh my god, what if you're allergic to the topping? That's so dangerous. Well, Russian roulette is dangerous too. Live on the edge. That's true. That is true. I have seen the deer hunter. Um, <laughs> I have a question for you about breading. Me? Yeah. Oh, what? I do. What is your question? What's your favorite like kind of breading? Like if you have to eat something that's breaded, what do you like? Not your favorite breaded foods, but are you going for like a crispy tempura breading? Do you like like... The breading of, like, a fried chicken. Oh, yeah. I like the breading that's on, like, a, you know, like an eggplant parm. Oh, like a, like a breadcrumb breading. Yeah. Crunchy. Or there's, like, a beer batter. Beer batter doesn't really do it for me. Interesting. But I will what say that friend? in uh, Long John Silver's, where I used to eat as a child, um, they have something called, like, crunchies that you can get on the side, which is literally just, like, fried pieces of batter that are left over from them frying their fish and chicken. And that Ooh, fryer sh- leavings. That shit is good. Wow, that's... You know what? That's amazing. Do they give them to you for free, or do you no, have to purchase them? they charge you for them, but they're, like, you know, a dollar or something. I mean, also, this is... That's smart. The last time I had... Ch- that, I think it was probably... I don't know. That's a fast food place that I know I don't revisit. 
but yeah. I do miss their delicious hush puppies. Ooh, hush puppies are so good. Oh my god, we got some takeout at Mary's a couple weeks ago, and we had ordered some hush puppies, and they didn't leave it. They didn't put them in the bag, and I think that Becky almost cried. Yeah, I mean that is. <laughs> but I she paid for it, so be heartbroken as well. But also, yeah, it was really a heart sad. a hush puppy delivered to your door is gonna be not. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be a sad puppy. Totally agreed. It's, that's a smushy puppy. Hush puppies are one of the last foods that my dad ever ate, actually. We, there was this barbecue place down in Asheville called the Admiral that's, like, really – oh, not the Admiral, uh, Buxton Hall um, that he really liked the hush puppies from. So I brought them to him, and, like, they weren't hot, and he just, like, turned them away. <laughs> it was going to be, like, one of the – this guy's in a hospital bed. He didn't even – but, you know, that's a testament to his, his character, really. Yeah, I mean, honestly, a wet, soggy hush puppy I would still eat. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want it. Um, okay, what are you, I actually want to know both two things. Your top three favorite breaded foods and then your top three least favorite breaded foods if you have any. Whoa. Okay. I know. Well, my number one is chicken nuggets probably. Mm-hmm. I do love an eggplant parm. Nice. I like all the breaded Italian foods. Can I just put that in one category? <laughs> sure, breaded Italian. <laughs> Bump them together. Like, Fuck uh, it. Yeah. Chicken franchise. Ooh, egg batter. Man, we might have to do a two-parter. Okay. And egg batter is a whole other great kind of batter. Delicious. Um, yeah, and hush puppies, great. Top three, so good. Mm, so good. And then uh, my least favorite breaded foods, I guess, would be... Oh, I forgot to say I fried pickles. I'm just throwing it in there. There are no rules. Oh, yeah. Love a fried yeah, there pickle. Are. Nobody's even listening. Who cares? <laughs> um, I had an extremely disappointing fried zucchini the other day when I was driving back from Indiana. And so, you mentioned. You mentioned. What was bad about it? They weren't seasoned. And they just had a ton of batter. And, you know, it's zucchini. So, like, first of all, they were blastingly hot. So, every time you took a bite, you're burning the inside of your mouth. Mm. But... They were just, like, unflavorless, slimy zucchini in, like, a super thick batter. It was not good. Yikes. Um, I also, I think that technically pie is a breaded food, and I don't like pie. (laughs) (laughs) Pie is a breaded food. Uh, Good. That's great. Sure. Yeah. Fuck it. I think that's, you know, I think breading really turns, oh, yeah. Pork tenderloin, which is, like, the national food of Indiana, Oh, yeah. I don't hate it, but I definitely don't love it. Mm. And Interesting. That's, that's, you know, my controversial uh, take. I don't... I'm going to start with the things that I don't like first. Um, and it's not that I don't like these things, but they're just not necessary. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start with my faves. Um, <laughs> I like onion rings. Oh, yeah. That's great. Like, I like a beer-battered onion ring, though. I don't really like a bread-crummy onion ring. I like both, but I really like to take the onion out and just eat the batter because the batter has the onion flavor without the weird texture of a gooey onion ring inside of it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, and then I love arancini. Oh, yeah. good rice ball, nice. which is covered in breading. I know, it's I delicious. I covered that in my all-Italian bread foods category that is covered uh-huh. and then i love fucking jalapeno popper oh my god yeah but also like danger zone burning hot fire 
blazing lava hot. So dangerous. Oh, and also a mozzarella stick. Yeah. Is great. Totally. But also very dangerous, as we discussed, I think, on last week's show about the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Well, this two weeks reminds ago. me. So I was walking to the park with my sister last weekend, and there was, you know, you have to serve food with your drinks here in New York City as per... Governor Cuomo and um, thanks Cuomo. Thanks so <laughs> people have come up with different ways to do that, but this place that I used to live near, Captain Dan's, they we stopped there to get <laughs> we stopped there to get some, America's favorite bar. <laughs> yeah, we stopped there to get some drinks on our way to the park, and that was maybe a mistake. But um, they had mozzarella sticks, and they're like mozzarella sticks, one for a dollar, and I'm like, that seems like too much money, like. Yeah, that's expensive for one single mozzarella stick. You're just like, stick? give me one single mozzarella stick. I mean, really, that's all you should be really eating. But if yeah. you get six to $6 for mozzarella sticks, I don't know. I was like, this is interesting to me. I need to think about this. That's also, weird. how are they going to serve a single mozzarella stick? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just put it in your hand. Yeah, I know. Here you go. But I would have gotten it, but it was like fucking 300 degrees outside. And the last thing I wanted to even think about was a mozzarella stick. So I didn't order it. Totally. Also, I love Milanese. Mm. And I also love like a fried zucchini flower. Oh, yeah. Oh, squash blossoms. Squash blossoms. So, I mean, that goes into your fried Italian food. Sure, sure, sure. I'll give it to you. Um, Okay. Here's some things I don't like, but there's, I can only really think of two. I'm not interested. And now, bear in mind, I haven't tried this, but I have no interest in trying like a fried Oreo or like a fried Mm. stick, like any kind of like fringe. Like, overly gross, like, a fried stick of butter, a fried candy bar. Is like, a fried stick no of butter a thing? Yeah, they have it at, like, state fairs. No. Like, a, just a stick of butter that's breaded and fried. I don't think that's I true. don't even fucking get it. Like, first of all, I don't fucking get that. I don't understand how that's possible. Also, I love cheese curds. There's a lot of breaded foods that are delicious. <laughs> I would um, say most of them are good. Most breaded foods are good. And then... Um, I'm not really interested in like a corn dog per se. I guess I'm being really like kind of unfair to carnival foods. Yeah, but it's okay. I think that so I grew growing up. We had corn dogs in our school lunches, and they were uh. disgusting. They were like repulsive. I hate them even now. I can exactly remember what they tasted like, and I hate them so much. So I don't really like corn dogs, even though I know. That good corn dogs, like if you go to Coney Island, are actually good. They're like fried, they have delicious cornbread on the outside, and then there's a hot dog in there, and it's on a stick. What could go wrong? Yeah. But and because of my could be good. traumatizing experience, I just like don't want a corn dog. Totally. I thought of my third one, and this is actually what made me think of this in the first place. I'm not really interested in a scotch egg. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, no, I agree. We used I to know sell they them. can be good. We used to sell them at the no. brew the brewery that I worked at in Indiana and they came with the ranch. We had really good ranch, but yeah, I just, I think definitely not going to seek those out. If someone orders one, I like it when they come quartered. So you don't have to just like bite into a breaded fried egg, (laughs) a breaded fried blob of sausage surrounding an egg. Right. (laughs) Like just seems like a weird way. Where does that go in your day? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, too late at night, you're going to have night terrors. Middle of the day, you can't do anything. Too sluggish. Breakfast, I mean, I guess if you put it in your smoothie, it could be fine. But other than that, I don't know. A scotch egg. A new on our menu, we have avocado toast. We have scotch egg smoothies. (laughs) (laughs) I think if you quarter a scotch egg and you put one piece on top of your avocado toast, that would be okay. 
That could be chill. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Well, this this episode was titillating, oh, yeah. I might say. Yes, definitely. I'm down for a part two. Maybe, if, maybe like, we could do Satanism next week and then do part two, like, abbreviated, just when you, just when you weren't expecting to hear more about breaded foods. We're going to do, like, an egg batter episode? <laughs> yeah, let's do an all-egg batter episode. Very niche. And very, be, like, very niche. Unpopular opinion. Pie is breaded food. <laughs> Um, oh, I wanted to say one thing this week, uh, just a quick note about a political thing um, and, and being positive. Um, if you are a progressive that's less than happy about what's going on, and that does not mean you're telling anyone not to vote or you're for Trump or whatever other bullshit people think that means, just if you want something a little bit better and you have an opinion, um, that's fine. And I just want to talk a little bit about, really quickly, about Cory Bush. Mm. Um, who is running to represent Missouri's uh, 01 district in the U.S. Congress. She is now, she won her race, so she's going to be that person who gets to do that. She's the the nominee. And um, just a quick thing about who she is. From her website, I'm Cori Bush. I'm a nurse, pastor, single mom, and Ferguson-made activist running to represent MO-01 in Congress, in the U.S. Congress. As a lifelong St. Louisian, I understand the struggles of our communities because I've lived there myself. That's why my platform puts regular, everyday people first with solutions that are long overdue. So check out Cori Bush and uh, donate to her campaign if you like what she's all about. For sure. She's cool. She's really progressive, uh, black woman, and she is amazing. Um, okay. Well, Nicole, love this episode. Had Thank you so time. much. Thank you so much. It was it was a real blast. Gotta be honest. <laughs> Never thought I could have so much fun talking about breading for one American hour. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do a little pop-up in the Home Depot with breaded foods. Oh, God. Selling breaded foods to all the Home Depot-ians? Yeah. Okay, fine. Great. All right. Love you. Hasta la breaded pasta. <laughs> Bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.